23rd of February, and I don't, I'm not much on titles, but I've become accustomed to titles. So I've changed it several times since even we spoke this morning, Eric and I. Uh -huh. And uh, I think I told he and Cody one thing, but uh, what it is now is, do you know your citizenship? Uh, many of you, those that know me, know that I'm always talking about, I get excited because I know who I am. I am the son of God, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And I'm excited about that because how many Christians walk around not knowing who they are? And I know this may sound a lot like a message that I had several months ago when Pastor Eric was in India the last time. But it's something that God keeps bringing inside of me. He keeps stirring it up inside of me again and again and again and again. Like telling me, Abel, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not seeing it. They're not seeing with your eyes. They're not seeing what you're seeing. You see in them something, and I see in them something. But they don't see that in themselves. So here it is again, once more. And the God and, and the Lord is asking. Well, let's start with Colossians. Colossians 1, 12 through 14. I know Dustin is there. He cheated. There. All right. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Amen. So you see, you're no longer a citizen of the world. You have been rescued. You have been taken out of that domain of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son of God into light. You are children of light. You are citizens of light. And what the Lord is asking is, start becoming those citizens. It is within you. It doesn't matter. I, as I was talking to Pastor Eric, we were talking this morning because he was coming over to the house to help me with my water well. That's one of the perks of living in the country. You don't have a water bill, but when the water well goes bad, well, guess who's working on it? <laughs> and he came by this morning, and uh, well, I already got it fixed by the time he got there, so we met at Waffle House. That's one of my favorite places. <laughs> so we were talking, and I, told, and I told Pastor Eric, and I told Cody, I said, the Lord, the, the Lord wants everyone to walk in this. He, he's wanting this. He wants this because there is so much out there. I was speaking to John and Joy just about this just, uh, just a little while ago. John was asking me about titles and all that other stuff, and I'm not too familiar with it, but you know, I gave a little thing. And I said, I said, you and Joy are not American citizens. I said, but one day you will become an American citizen. And all the rights and the privileges of being an American citizen will belong to John and Joy. I said, but you have been called to so much greater than America. Amen. You've been called to the kingdom of God. Amen. And there's there's rights and privileges as a citizen of the kingdom of God because you're no longer in that domain of darkness. He has rescued you. He has brought you into his son's kingdom. And there's so many things that he wants you to exercise. But if you can't see it in yourself, then how can you use it? I told uh, Pastor Eric, many times we're just so grateful that we are a sinner saved an old sinner saved by grace. Mm, I'm not a sinner anymore. The Word of God says I'm a saint. Amen. Set apart. Holy. That's what the Word of God says about you. And that's what He wants you to understand. 
he wants you to understand this because as I was speaking to he and Cody this morning, and I said, you know what? There's a lot of ripe fruit out there. It's ready for the picking. But if the laborers don't recognize who they are, how they don't see themselves fit to go out into the fields of God and to bring in that fruit because they're just old sinners saved by grace. They don't, call, they don't see themselves as a citizen of, of heaven, a son of God. They don't see themselves that way. But this is what the word of God sees you. When he made this real to me, it was the biggest life-changing thing for me. I, was, I told my wife, I said, I am so excited. Because God has told me who I am. It doesn't matter what men has told me who I am. What matters to me is what God has said. Because in the end, I will stand before my maker. I'm not going to stand before any other man. No other man or organization put before my father. And he says, hey, well, you're my son. And for me, it's a passion. It drives me. Because he has so much for us to do. There is so much. But if you don't recognize the potential of who you are, it'll never get done. You are not that sinner. You are a saint. You are a child in the kingdom of God. Amen. You are his citizens. He has put his stamp of approval on you. The word of God says been, you have been sealed by the by the Holy Spirit. His stamp is on you. He is giving you his approval. Everything that it says from Genesis to Revelation, it is you. It is what God says that you are. Not a man. Not what I say, but what the Word of God says. You are precious in His sight. You have everything at your disposal. But if you don't recognize who you are, you'll just be sitting in that seat and you'll be looking at everyone else that has come to that place that they have recognized, they have accepted, they are the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. They are sons of God. And they are working and doing and acting. And you're still sitting there wondering why. Why am I just still here? And look at this. Why? Because you've got you to accept. You have to. It has to be real. Pray. And I know that he will make this revelation real in your life like he's done it to me. Ever since I've been here, since I've known Pastor Eric and Pastor Matthew, that's all I ever talk about because that is who I am. That is who God has called you to be. And this is what he wants you to do. We all look at our heritage. For all of you, those that know me also, know that I am very proud to be a Texan. I am from the great nation of Texas. And everybody that knows me knows that. And those of you from Louisiana, I'm sorry. As Pastor Matthew, as, as Pastor Eric said, he's from Texas now. He has anchor babies. We can all be rehabilitated. Right. And I am very proud of my Texas heritage. You know, we have... Dwight D. Eisenhower. He was the supreme commander of the NATO forces on the Western Front. He was also our president, and he was first and foremost a Texan. Lyndon B. Johnson, another president of the United States. First and foremost, he was a Texan. So you see, I am proud of my Texas heritage. But there's so much more than that. There's so much more. We, are, we have a heritage of the kingdom. We have Moses. Well, this morning I was speaking to a brother, 
who's very dear to me, even though he's 500 miles away, he says, yes, because we have one that defeated the grave. He said, amen. 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 On the third day, he rose again, and he is seated at the right hand of our Father. That is part of who we are also. And then we go back, and as I stated, Moses. And there is Elijah. There is Jeremiah. There is Joshua. But the one, as I, as I shared with Pastor Eric and Cody this morning, the one who's always dear to me because I can relate to him so much is David, the giant killer. David was, well, all you that know David, David, David had some problems. But David knew who he was. He knew who he was in the eyes of God. A couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to Darnell, and I said, Darnell, you glow. I said, I'm excited to see you because you glow. You are a daughter. You are a citizen of heaven. I can see you. It comes out of you. I said, Darnell, it is exciting because you are a giant today. You were faced with the giant of cancer, and he took its head. And God has called you to do the same. But you can't do it if you don't know who you are. If you don't know that you have these rights, that the greatest action hero, that's what I call
He will do everything. You will accomplish even more than what you could ever imagine. If you allow, if you recognize that your citizenship is so much more than being an American. Because how many of you have traveled to foreign countries? Right away, they can spot us a mile away. They can't. It's just, it's just the way we are. They know, I have friends of mine that are South African. I have friends of mine that are Argentinian. And they say, oh yeah, when we saw an American coming, we could tell them a mile away. It's just the way we are, the way we walk, the way we carry ourselves. But you've been called to something much more than just being an American. You've been called to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So how many people are out there? I use Cody as an example this morning. I said, how many people are out there waiting, looking, searching for something? And they see Cody. They see Cody out there, and they look at Cody. They say, Cody, there's something different about you. You're not like everyone else. You're not like these other people. There's something definitely different about you. What is it? And Cody says, let me tell you about my king. Let me tell you about my father, my savior. Because this what I have, I will freely give it to you also. Because as it was freely given to Cody, Cody will freely give it away. But if those that are in the world can't tell you apart from everyone else walking around, then honestly, what good are you? Just warming a chair, punching a card. I've done my church. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good for the week. I've got my hall pass. I've got it punched. I'm good to go for the next, until next Sunday. No, God's called you so much more. And like Pastor Eric says, if it's here, under a tree, wherever, that's where the church is, because here's the church. Amen. Right here. You are the church. This is just a building where we're meeting at. And if he would have called them to somewhere else, uh, can I tell them what's happened? With the house and everything. Well, if God has called Pastor Eric and Pastor Matthew here to Sugarland, and uh, I would offer my place. I've got two acres that, honestly, uh, Pastor Eric, Pastor Matthew, Patricia found out today. Uh, the the uh, the mortgage, the the loan officer, September. Uh, last year, we sat at the table because we've had some issues, and me working in the car business, we have, uh, well, it's commission, and Pastor Eric knows how that works. Some days it's feast, and some days it's famine. And it's been famine here for a while. But come to find out, our loan officer is a, he is a Holy Ghost-filled Methodist. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and uh, he and I were talking, and with Oneida, we're all sitting at the table. And last September, he says, Abel, I'm going to forgive your loan. And today, we, we got all the paperwork in the mail. The lien has been taken off. Everything has been put in our name. And uh, that is my father. He, he's done this. He's done this. When he told my wife, Oneida's sitting there, wow. Because she's just seen the debt that we owed. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, I said, it's so much more than that. 
When we bought the property, it was seven thousand dollars. The property is worth eighty-nine thousand now. Wow! So that is a blessing from my father. Amen. That is my king. Amen. So how big is my imagination? Is without limit. I have learned to walk as he has called me to walk. I am a son of God. I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And I accept everything that he's given me. Amen. All the tools that he has for me, they're at my disposal. Because I am above and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed going out, blessed coming in. That's what the word of God says. I believe it. Yes, I believe it. It is me. It is able. That's definitely God's called me to be. But if we walk around defeated and not recognizing your identity, well, you're just punching a clock. You're coming and doing your time and going home. And really, you're not doing anyone any good. You're not. And God wants you to embrace this. He really does. Because <coughs> as I told Pastor Eric, Eventually, fruit goes, the, the fruit, the ripe fruit on the vine eventually go rotten. And if the uh, laborers aren't in the field working, there's a lot of fruit out there that's going to go rotten. I said, it's our job to go out into that field and to pick that fruit. Because when they see you walking down the street, when they see you in the mall, when they see you at the store, at your workplace, wherever you're at, they're going to notice something different about you. They're going to notice something about you that they don't have. You stand a little taller, even though you may not. You know, in, in you know, physics. You know, but there's going to be something that's going to put you head and shoulders above everyone else. As when you walk into a foreign country, they know you're an American. Well, when you start walking out your citizenship, and walking out and carrying out all your rights that have been given to you by your father. You're going to walk a little taller. You're going to be a little different. And they're going to see something in you. They're going to say, what is this that you have that I don't have? And then eventually they'll just start talking and just start pouring everything out. And that fruit will be ripe for the picking. Then you will tell them about your kingdom. You will tell them about your father. And you will tell them, this is what I have. I give to you. Because all those brothers that day that, that that Peter spoke, he said, Brother, what can we do to be saved? So repent, <coughs> baptize, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it can happen. Pastor Eric talks about many times when he's led people to the Lord. They repented, they found swimming pools to baptize people in. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And that can happen in your life also. He and Pastor Matthew don't have to be there when it happens. You are an agent of the kingdom. You are a citizen. Mm -hmm. And all the rights are yours also. You don't have to, you don't have to wait. Oh, well, I've got to get you back over here. It doesn't have to be. Because everything you need is right here. It's the same one that Pastor Matthew uses. It's the same one Pastor Eric. There's NIV. This is a New American Standard. It's the same thing. Notes the word of God. Almost as good. <laughs> <laughs> it is there. <laughs> and uh, I encourage you to open it to read about what the word of God says about you because uh, I like what the Lord says here in Matthew 6 10 
He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Many people are waiting for heaven to leave here and to get there. Man, man. Boy, you got, boy, is there a rude awakening coming? Yeah, you got a long way. Because heaven is right now, right here. Let your kingdom come. Right now, right here. We need to establish it right now. Right here. Because if we want to see Romans 8 come to pass, if we want to see the sons of God be manifested, if we want to see that glory, well, we can't wait to get there. Because here is, there is here. Here is there. It's here. It's right now. Amen. The Lord says, let your will be done here on earth. That is now. God will direct you. He will show you. As your, as we as we called it in our, uh, in the military, our president was our commander in chief. As you're a citizen of, of the kingdom, your commander in chief, he will let you know what you need to do. He will let you know what his will is for your life. It is so good. This morning we were talking about that. I said, you know, it was so cool that uh, as, as uh, we were talking about, and I brought Darnell up again. Darnell has heard the word of God. She has a birth inside of her, something coming. It doesn't matter what comes. As the Lord did that night, he was told to get in the boat, go to the other side. It didn't matter what was going to happen between point A and point B. He had word, he had heard the word of his father, and he was going to make it to point B. That's why he was able to sleep in the back of the boat. You can do that also. You can be in that same position. You can be at the back of the boat sleeping when you recognize who you are and you are in connection with the Father. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to move and to act through you. That His will is being done here on earth. Come a storm, let it come. Let it rain, let it pour, let the waves overtake us. But if He said we're going to get to the other side, we're going to get to the other side. Amen. But many of us, as the church, we're running back there. Lord, wake up. Don't you see what's about to happen? We're about to drown. You a little faith. Just they didn't recognize who they were yet. But that day of Pentecost, they knew who they were. They knew exactly who they were. Because the Holy Spirit had come upon them. And they were filled with the boldness. They were filled with their citizenship. They were sealed. They were stamped by the Holy Spirit. They were never the same again. We don't know the stories of all of the men of God. But I can just imagine what they did. We've heard about how they died, but can you imagine what they've done? What Peter did, what Thomas, what Matthew, what they've all done. I can imagine. I can imagine because they walked out everything that God has called them to do. And this was and this was just not for them. This is for Brandon, for Steph, for Tara, Noah, for Dustin. It's for all of you out there. It's for all of you. God has called you to do this. He did not call you to punch a card, to do your time, and to go home. He's called you to live a lifestyle. He's called you to live a way that is above everything else that's out there now. And honestly, those people need it. When you look at what's going on, you see what's happening in their lives. You have the answer. You have the key. It is Christ within you. But if you can't recognize who you are. If you can't see what God has called you to be, 
I don't know about you, but I've been rescued. That's I'm, I'm out of the domain of darkness. I don't know about you, but that's something for me to get excited about. Yeah. <clears throat> it's something for you to get excited about. Amen. Yeah. You're not you're not no old sinner saved by grace. That's right. You are, you are holy. You are set apart. Amen. And I'm excited. And I pray that sometimes uh, I just pray that this that this would become real to you in your life. I pray that you would get excited. I would pray that you would see what God sees in you. I pray that as the word opens up to you, that you see all that it says about you. And that you can go out and do. It says here, uh, I wrote this down, I don't even know why. I I went to school to learn how to do this, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I, I'm much like Pastor Eric. I'll just put stuff down, and I, I have some bumpers that keep me on track. And I don't even know why I wrote this down. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote it down, but it'll probably come to me when I'm going home already. Uh, it'll probably come to me then. But this is this is what God has for you. Amen. This is what God wants of you. So please, please open your word. Get in it. Spend time in prayer. Be in communion with your Father. Let the Holy Spirit work and act through you. And He will chisel. He will smooth. He will do whatever needs to be done. And you will become that citizen. He's called you to be that citizen. Of the kingdom of life. The kingdom of His Son. And then you will walk around and they will see something different about you. And you will be able to present Yeshua to them. And they will come to know His grace and His mercy. And as it happens in their lives, it will go on, and so on, and so on, and so on. And before you know it, well, I, you know, I, I just can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the sons of God. I'm excited to see. I can't wait to see they be manifested because I know the earth is waiting. And uh, I'm just excited about it because I know the potential in each one of you. Because what He's made it, what He's revealed in me. It's also in you. And it's probably even, it was funny because I told Pastor Eric this morning, I said, the Lord said to us, greater works than these you shall do. He's telling you, okay, guys, I've done this, and you've done some pretty incredible things. Pretty incredible. A guy was dead four days, and out he came. Fed all those thousands of people. But he says, greater things than this you shall do. I want to see greater things than this. Because I know the potential is out there, right there, sitting right there with the children, with everyone sitting there. I know the potential is there. But you can't act on it. You can't recognize who you are. You can't. You need to recognize who you are. Because the Lord is waiting for the greater things in this. The greater things in these you should be. He's waiting. He's kind of put out a challenge out there to you. Come on, folks. Let's get after it. That's what he's telling you. And uh, I believe that if you, if you seek, if you look, you shall find it will be open. And you will become everything that God has called you to be. You will do everything that He's called you to do. And you will look back and say, wow, all of this is because first you took that step and you recognized 
who you are, first and foremost. That you are a son, a citizen, and you're seated in celestial places alongside Christ. Amen. You are, a, you are an heir to the kingdom of heaven, a co-heir with Christ. This is what God says about you. It is real. It is yours. So please, cry out. He will make it real to you, as he made it real to me. One day, driving home, you see, he asked me what my name was, and I told him. He says, no, because you were able, son of God. And that is who you are. Amen. 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 You've got a Bible. Read to me Romans 8.14. Read to them in Romans 8.14. I can call on Candy even though she's a guest because I know her. She's not shy. She's not really a guest either. She's a sister. Did you say 814? 814. you got to hang out with me. That's how it works. Romans 814. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. What's the mark of a son of God? When you're led by a spirit. Come on now. We can be concealed in commonness. Other people might look and not see that you're royalty, but the moment that you begin to act like God, they have to take note. Amen? Amen. So we need to be in the business of doing things God is doing. And, and Abel mentioned something in Colossians that I just think we got to touch on. So turn back to Colossians. If you thought you were going home, you were wrong. I don't know how much longer i got this building, but I plan to use it. In Colossians, the Scripture that Abel started with, it, it did sound better in New American Standard. It's the last time I'm ever going to admit that, though. Yeah. Brother Nathan would tell you it sounds better in King James, but we're still praying for him. <laughs> uh, let's start in verse 10. Chapter 1, verse 10. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Are you kidding me? We can live a life that is worthy of the Lord. We can be pleasing to Him in every way. It is not true that you are just an old sinner saved by grace. That is a truth. The, the, the part of it that is right is that you didn't do anything to earn your salvation. God had mercy on you while you were yet swallowed in sin. But now He's told you leave that life of sin. If it exists in you now, count it dead. Count it dead. That's not you anymore. Look what else he says. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. I want you to notice, saints, he put work before knowledge. <laughs> Come on now. Our level of education has exceeded our level of obedience. He started with work and then moved to knowledge. So we can be ever learning, but all it does is make you more accountable for what you should be ever doing. How about that? Growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. Strengthened with how much power? Oh. Come on now, look. Stand up, man. Stand up, baby. You want this much power? Or uh, you stand up, brother. You want this much power? Come on now. Strengthened with all power. Now, if you're hanging off the side of a cliff, who you want holding on to you? Well, in Christ, it doesn't matter because I got it all in Him. He died to give you it all. He wants you to have it all. And what this brother is trying to open our eyes to, and it was as much fun at Waffle House as it was here, what he's trying to open our eyes to is we're not getting it all. Because we still see ourselves wrongly. I've been handing out flyers uh, 
on what you should see when you look in the mirror. We've had brother preaching about untapped potential. We had sister Natalie preaching, do you see what I see? I think the Holy Ghost is trying to tell us something. You know, the conviction of God comes in and it says, you are capable of more. Yes. Condemnation says, look, you're not going to make it. Just go hang yourself, Judas. But conviction says, you're more than this. Amen. He looks at Mario and says, you're a son of God. It says, Steph, do you believe you're precious? Oh, yes, see? We'll have uncomfortable silence until God gives her the strength to come out. And this is what's happening to all of us. Watch, watch, watch. So I Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Come on now. Americans don't know nothing. I guess we should say Americans do not know anything about great endurance. What do we have to endure? Long lines at Starbucks? What do we endure? So praise God when things happen to us. It gives us a chance to begin to act like a first grader Christian. Great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has... What's that word? Why? Come on now. You ever been in a trade? You had to pass a test to be in the trade? I was always in sales. I didn't have to pass any test. That tells you something about sales. But if you're going to be a welder, they expert in your welds. You're going to be a doctor. You have to pass competency exams. How God says you are qualified. How dare we walk around and act... He said you're qualified. That's worth something. If the king of the universe stamped your OSHA card, it means something. Come on now. I've been in places where a license was recognized in one state and not in another. But our heavenly license is recognized worldwide because the powers must obey us in the name of Jesus. That's worth something. Now we've got to get to Abel's Scripture because this is where it all begins. Qualified you to share... In the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of what? Life. Okay, now you got to know something about this. This is something I wouldn't expect everybody to know, but it's worth knowing. So I'm going to take the time to tell you. Most of the time I talk to you about Hebrew culture. Very rarely do I ever spend time going into Greek. That's where all of our seminaries are focused. It's interesting because the New Testament, that's its language. But the culture that the Bible came out of was Hebrew. However, in this church... These people were mostly Greek. And Paul begins to do something. Something that is beautiful. I wanted to tell you that there is something in Greek thought called Gnosticism. Right? And I, I like to drag out the Gnos part. Like nauseous. Right? Gnosticism. And these people are what is called proto-Gnostic. It means that prior to Gnosticism being fully developed, these people had kind of the forerunner of it. John spent his life battling this later in life. But what you got to know about it is they worship something. They worship a God that they called the depth. They saw Him as light and more of a substance, a quantity than anything else. He was the depth or He was light and they didn't use personal pronouns. I have a hard time describing it. And when that light went out into the darkness, the darkness stole from it. It diminished it. So that as it approached our creation, it took the form of something that they call the Demiurge. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? And the Demiurge was not evil, but the Demiurge was not fully the depth or light. Because the Demiurge only had parts of God. 
They believe this is what the creation came from. It's that the Demiurge created. And as that light went out from the original source, they believed that we all got a certain level of it. Abel's tank might be three quarters full. Cody's might be half full. Natalie's might be a quarter full. And poor dumb Eric, he got very little of that. You know who they thought was at the top of the uh, fullness status? Themselves. <laughs> Isn't that interesting how sin always does that? It values your opinion more than everyone else's. They called it the light. They called it the depth. And in their thought, when it encountered darkness, it was diminished. It is to these people that he writes, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. He has taken you from that thing which you believe robs you of God-like qualities. Robs you of divine nature. It's to these people, he says, He brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now they're probably not understanding all of that. So he moves on. Look over in uh, chapter 19. For God was pleased to have all His fullness Verse 19, chapter 1. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. You know what word He uses here? It's the only time He ever uses this. Cursed three times in the New Testament. Each time it's talking about pagan idolatry. When they said that that demiurge received something, when they said that the death had it all originally, and it went out, and as it was emanating out, they called it the aroma. That's the Greek word for it. They would say, this guy's got a lot of pleroma. Sounds a little bit like Star Wars in the Force or something, right? <laughs> Paul used their word. And he said, all of the pleroma, all that you could call God, all that you ever thought of as God, all that there ever was that is God, is in Christ. Wow. This was like taking a concept they had and saying, the only way you could relate to anything that is God is through Christ, which is really beautiful because turn your page and find yourself in the second chapter and ninth verse. For in Christ all the fullness pleroma of deity lives in bodily form. Now we're finding out that the depth not only is not diminished as it goes out, He's arrived in His fullness on the scene as Jesus. When you finish reading what He says, He says, and you have been qualified you have been brought into the kingdom because you are in union with Him. Does it sound to you like our brother Paul was trying to teach people, look, you'll never be much more than just an old sinner. It sounds to me very much like he took concepts that they were already familiar with and said, you think Hercules is cool? You think that these demigods are cool? We have access to something much, much better. And that darkness cannot diminish it. Now it's true. Worldly, new agey type people could take this and say, oh, are you saying that we're all gods? No, I'm saying you're a chip off of the bigger block. I'm saying, I'm saying that His divine nature is found in you. I believe that if you know who you are, you don't have to be encouraged how to act. Come on now. You'll never catch a Saudi Arabian prince digging in a dumpster for banana peels to chew on, will you? Because he knows he doesn't have to. It doesn't matter what we face. You know? It really doesn't. 
Hebrews says we've not yet faced resistance to the point of shedding blood. He said, do you remember the early days when you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property? <laughs> Come on, saints. It's time to put some skin in the game. It's time to believe that you are who He called you to be. And you know when the world gets to see that? When you're slapped in the face. This prosperity lie, this fishing of funds that goes on, says they'll all know how godly you are by how rich you are. Really? Who's falling down at Donald Trump's feet saying, what must I do to be said? You know? Yes, sir, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I did. Say I heard something this week. And he said, Sunday is the locker room. The game is Monday through Saturday. The game is when you're out there. That's when the game is. What are you doing for God? How is your life shining in the world? Do you know that these first century Christians were so radical when they wrote letters? They said, look, be prepared to answer those who ask you. He didn't teach you to track people in an elevator. He said, you live in such a way they will ask you. Amen. Come on now. You guys... Those of you from Port Lavaca, Rick, you're the first one I remember. Actually, maybe Justin. Justin and Rick. Did somebody have to tell you I was a Christian? I mean, did somebody say, you know, is that the Buddhist or, or you know, what, what is he? You know? Uh, who's the fat guy in the cowboy's hat? What, what about him? You know, is that, is that what they were saying? Or did something about you know that we have the same substance inside of us? I go places I don't even speak the language, but they know. They know. And Abel's right. When I'm in Germany, they know we're Americans. They know it before we even speak. They know it by the cut of our clothes. They know it by our state. They think we're barbarians, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you think Europeans are a little bit strange in their mannerisms? Yeah. In their neat little handbags and stuff that they carry? <laughs> you know people's citizenship by their actions and their customs. I'm, I'm encouraging you to listen to him and, and do... Actions and customs of the King of Kings. Yes, ma'am. Brother, I just wanted to insert something from the New like King that. James. The body's supposed to bring the message. From the New King James, and I love it. It says that I'm in Colossians 1, and I'm going to restart at 10. It says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Here it is. 11. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. For all patience and long suffering, and here it is, with joy. <laughs> and when they come up and they say, Why are you so happy? Amen. You say, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. You got the answer. Why are you happy? I'm blessed. Amen. Amen. Blessed. And I want to tell you, blessed is not rich. Right. Not rich people are miserable. Right. Blessed. Blessed is to be tapped into God. That's, that's what blessed is. That's all joy. Now, I'd keep you all night, but I think you probably got the message. Abel did a good job delivering it. I want to tell you we have an open pulpit on Wednesdays for a reason. And that's because this is a way, number one, for us to be encouraged from our brothers. Number two, it lets us know whether or not our preaching and teaching is amounting to nothing or if it's amounting to change lives. Amen? Something needs to be added to you here. Something needs to be growing in you here. Or it's not worth coming here. You know, there are a lot of places that you can go warm seats and they'll take your money. What what we want are people that fired up enough to actually do something different. Amen. Amen. So I don't know what all challenges we will face. I know this though: our God works in all things together for the good of those who are called according to His purposes. So sometimes it might be a little construction sawing. 
Sometimes it might be some gluey. I don't know what all it's going to be. But wherever we are, it's going to be good. And uh, our lives don't consist in the abundance of our possessions, huh? That's right. How did you get what you have right now? He gave it to you. He gave me what you need. And that's never tested until you have to give it away. Yeah, the car that you say is the Lord's, it's not tested until somebody shows up in His name and wants to drive it, isn't it? <laughs> can you believe my Cadillac? The Lord gave me this Cadillac! Okay, can I borrow it? Because I belong to Him. Well, uh, no. <laughs> is it the Lord or not? Come on. Our citizenship is real. And you'll find out what kingdom you're a citizen of by your actions. Come on, let's stand to our feet. We'll take a pledge of allegiance to the King of Kings. <laughs> See, you left me look too early to get used to it. <laughs> uh, look, I know we're weird. I knew that. You, if you didn't know it the first few minutes you were at the church, you probably uh, have gathered it now. I'm going to fall back on the same litmus test always. It's not how excellent is our doctrine. It's not how polished are our presentations. It is, you either feel compelled of the Holy Ghost that He's here, or you don't. That, that's it. That's all we will ever appeal to. I never will put stained glass out here. If I can help it, we will never meet in a building with a giant steeple or lightning rod or whatever those things are. <laughs> as best as we are able, what we will do is build the church and the people and let everything else take care of itself. Amen. So if you're interested in being a powerhouse for the kingdom of God, you're not dependent upon us to do it. What we're going to do is help you plug into the same thing that we have found. We don't believe that our king is diminished. We don't believe that the darkness is robbed from him. We believe he's standing on its head and has proven that by coming out of the grave. What's more is we believe he's given you that authority, that power. We're not interested in naming and claiming blessings for ourselves. We are interested in naming the word as truth, claiming it and standing on it. You want to pray? Yeah. All right, who are we going to pray to? Jesus, because the fullness of everything that is God is found in the name of Jesus. And we can relate to God through Jesus. Jesus is actually called God, deity, in the scripture. Isn't that cool? Matthew and I were in a Baptist pastor's personal office somewhere over off Williams Trace. And he showed us pictures of him with President Clinton and him with other dignitaries. They really work hard to impress us. At that time, I think we probably had 10 people in our church. I couldn't help it. It just jumped out of my mouth. I said, do you know that I'm a personal friend of the king of the universe? <laughs> he likes me. He likes me. The meeting went downhill. I don't know if we should have said But you didn't have a picture. Oh, that's true. That's true. I am the picture. I am the picture. That's right. Now look, look, one cool thing about Jesus is His power stretches across all denominational lines. His power stretches across borders. He stretches across. There is nobody that has a monopoly on this. And all you have to do is spend some time in the inner workings of any of the bigger organized places. You know what is guaranteed success, though? 
broken, humble heart that reaches out to him and says, I don't have this all right, but I'm willing to do anything you tell me to do because you're my king and I belong to you. That would never go wrong. And then you can learn to work in any field you need to work in that he's called you to. Right? Methodist, I'm Methodist. To the Baptist, I'm Baptist. Whatever we need to be, right? But in the end, I belong to the King of Kings. I'm not all broken up in divisions. Go and pray. Amen. All right, that's the third time I've asked. So we're going to pray. Do you hear how enthusiastic Dustin was with his amen there? It's almost like he's got somewhere to go. Mighty God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the high calling of God. We thank you for a heavenly citizenship. We thank you, Lord God, that your kingdom is coming this way and is born in our hearts. Lord, we ask that what you put inside us will begin working outside of us. Lord, we ask that you would grant us the courage, the strength to be forceful enough to watch it advance in every direction. Lord God, we pray that you would put people in our paths that we could smile and tell the reason for our joy. Lord, we ask that your anointing, your divine enablement, would be upon us to see lives change for your glory. Lord, we call out Port Lavaca, and we say, Lord, let there be revival there. We call out Sugarland. Lord God, we ask for revival here. We thank you for the sons of God in India, in Mexico, in Brazil, in Germany, in Romania. Lord God, we ask that your people would rise up in their heavenly calling. Lord God, that you would awaken the church. And as these Muslim nations topple, Lord God, let there be revival in them. We ask you for help in Libya, Lord God. We ask for your children in Egypt to step forward. Mighty God, we ask that you would reshape this globe in your name. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right.